welcome back to another episode of Sisterly. We are so happy to have you. You're here, as always, with Olivia and Rebecca. Um, And we're so excited for today's episode. We're going to be talking about roommates. Mm -hmm. Just like in general, we're going to be talking about some of your roommate stories that you submitted to us on our Instagram. We're going to be talking about Rebecca and I's roommate stories. Also, we're going to be talking- yeah, our pet peeves. We're also going to be talking about our own toxic traits as roommates. Because mm-hmm. yeah. listen, we all have them. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, we got to catch up. As got always. Um, this week I chopped my hair off. So. It's looking cute. It's summer I fresh. I have a bob now. It is. Mm-hmm. It, I was telling Rebecca I had a little bit of buyer's remorse. Like. The night after I got my hair cut, but I do think it was the right decision. Yeah, it'll be nice for summer, and like it, it grows out. It's not that it's like so short that's gonna take you forever to grow it out. If you were no, like, eh. but I think I was just like, whoa, just like chopped all my hair off. You a know? change, a change. Um, so she's like a new woman, obviously. brand new, new hair, new woman. Um, Rebecca and I also watched Stranger Things. We both finished it already. The first, yeah, half. all of part one. I am going to say, if you don't want any spoilers, skip ahead a couple minutes because yep. we are going to talk about it. Yeah. So, spoiler alert. Um, I liked it. I, I liked it too. I liked the twist at the end. Yes. I like sort of saw part of it coming in that like all of a sudden I was like, oh, he's number one. Uh-huh. That part I figured out. I was like, oh, he's, like, definitely, like, getting her to release his powers and he's just been, like, kept here because he's, like, too powerful or something. Totally. But I was, like, didn't immediately get the the Vecna twist. But as soon as it became clear that he was evil, I was like, oh, it's going to be him. But I didn't expect him to be that same little boy from the family. Yeah, that was crazy. I, I didn't see coming. I was like, oh, my God, it's the kid. He wasn't, like, a victim of the, like, haunting. It was, like, him creating all this stuff. Totally. But, yeah, then I realized, like, oh, when she created the the gate to the Upside Down, it must have been when she, like, pushed him through. And that's when yeah. he became Vecna. It's kind of wild because Jack, I feel like earlier on in that final episode, was like, what if this guy is also Vecna? And I was like, I don't think that makes any sense. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, halfway through the episode, I was like, Oh no, he's totally right. Like this yeah. is totally what's happening. Yeah. Um, well, also and I was as like, oh, that soon makes as, sense. As soon as I also realized, like, okay, they're using that actor who's been in a bunch of stuff. I was like, he's too big of an actor to just be like kind of a random throwaway like, character. character. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, he can't just be this random orderly at this place. Like he has to have some sort of connection. But I thought I had figured it out when I was like, oh, he's gonna be number one. And like that's who he is. But I wasn't anticipating the whole little boy creating yeah. all the hauntings also being vecna i was like oh it's even bigger than i realized but i love that they're kind of like tying it all together because at the beginning of the season i was like how is the upside down created again i was like how are right. all these different demons like, it's like why does she have powers what are they all doing yeah like why are they all there it like yeah. makes a lot of sense now how it's all coming together also how like the different um walls are like the openings or the gates that's what yeah called. Yeah, 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 the gates All the different happen. Gates, like that makes sense. Um, also, like- the weird way in which he like kills people, which is like so gruesome. 
moment. Is yeah, I was going to say this season is scarier, I think. It's definitely, it's almost giving like American Horror Story vibes, which is yeah. weird because I've never seen American Horror Story. But like, this is what I envisioned when I think of American Horror Story. Right. I just feel like the whole like way that this villain kills is like scarier for some reason. Like other seasons are like scarier, like things jump out. But it was more so just like, oh, it's like a little bit gruesome and it's like these kind of weird monsters. But this one feels very like ghostly and haunting and like the yeah. way that they're killed feels very like intense. Um, and so, yeah, at the beginning I was like, oh, this is like scarier than I feel like other seasons. <laughs> but yeah, I love but all the I... stuff when it's just like the friends and like they're all teaming up to figure out what's going on. I agree. And I also liked like some of the creepy stuff I'm like fine with. I think it's just for me in particular, the like grossome bodies. Yeah. Not my thing. Yeah. Also when they like revealed that it was like him that was like grossly killing all the animals. I was like, not into that. No. Not into that. The spiders coming out of stuff. Not into that. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. But wait, also, can I tell you? This is, like, for people who listen, like, also skip ahead if you, like, don't want, like, TikTok conspiracy theories or, like, things about Stranger Things. But I've seen several videos now of people saying that – you know how in, like, that scene with um, Max where she's, like, running, running up that hill, whatever. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And, like, they're using this song to, like, keep her present in her body and to, like, get her to come out of his, like, world. And it's, like, a very cool scene as she's, like, running and running. And, like, I was, like, oh, this girl's not going to make it. Uh Um, That was very – a good scene. But people have been saying on TikTok that if you go back to other seasons when Will is in the Upside Down, Uh they are saying that they think that part of the reason that, like, Will – wasn't able to be like fully taken over by the mind flayer and like stay in the upside down is because he keeps singing to himself that song that Jonathan showed him like should I stay or should I go now like that song he keeps singing it to himself and in season two when he's like possessed and they need to get the thing like out of him they blast that song and then he's able to start typing his like morse code to them to you know like get himself free uh-huh. So people are saying like that the Duffer brothers were like playing the long game and they like, were playing the long game. And that, I mean, that's they... like been in it. Oh, I love that. They must have been. <laughs> yeah. I love also another thing that I've also seen in TikTok conspiracy videos is that you know how in this season like the clock is like really a thing. Like yes, with Vecna I know. And, and, and I'm like, like, what's with that? Yeah. So like I don't know, it's like in the house or whatever. But if you go back and watch scenes from other seasons when Will first in like season one like falls off his bike and like gets pulled into the upside down, the first thing is like when something happens, he looks over his shoulder and a clock chimes, like a scary clock chime. And Ooh. same thing happens to Billy last season when he gets like possessed or whatever. Uh-huh. And like the thing comes from another clock chime. It's kind of like tying wow. it all together. Yep. Yep. I love that it's all tied together. I also like shows like this where it's like, Okay, we're wrapping it up in, like, four seasons. Like, it's had a lot – there's been a lot that's happened, and it's now we're going to, like, tie it with a little bow. Yeah. You know? No need to, like, drag it on, and then, like, the plot gets stale. And especially, like, all these actors are so young, and they're, like, all going through puberty. It's, like, it's good to know, like, okay, here's, like, where our timeline is ending, and we have, like, an end goal, and we can work up towards it rather than, like, just drag it out and then have, like, a really sudden random ending. 
Yeah. Also glad that Eleven, like, didn't end up being the murderer of all those people. I know. I literally – okay, I have to say I was very proud of myself. I literally said to Mike as we were watching that opening scene and then, like, more things happen later where we see these other gruesome deaths, those deaths look so similar to the way that those bodies looked in that first scene. I literally said to him, I was like – oh, we're going to learn later that, like, whoever's doing this, like, did it in the beginning, too. Like, it's not her. so smart. Because I was like, you know, they always, like, do this kind of storyline of, like, Eleven worrying that she's a monster, that, like, she's Mm -hmm. the bad guy. And it's, like, we learn that, like, no, she's just, like, a victim of a lot of unfortunate circumstances. But, like, she innately, like, inside is, like, actually very good and cares very much about people. And so I was just, like, I don't buy for a second that this girl did this. Like, Also, I'm forgetting who said it now. Was it the papa guy who was, like, you're simplifying this too much. Like we are not all like what, what stories call like monsters and like, yeah, I forget which character I think it was, said that. I think it was Papa or whatever yeah, his yeah. name is, but I actually really liked when, what he was saying, even though his character is like questionable of him just being like, you're simplifying yourself into like the things that you read in fairy tales. Like we yeah. are more complex than just being like, superheroes are monsters and I, I just mm-hmm. like like that because I, I feel like that translates to life very well of like we are complex people and yeah because the whole time here's the thing I also I feel like a lot of times I don't pick up on the twists as early because I just like believe what is presented <laughs> to me in these tv shows just accept like, reality as it is yeah they're like oh 11 killed all these people I'm like oh okay 11 killed all these people like, <laughs> like that's what you told me like that's what I believe. So I'm like trying to justify it in my head. I'm like, okay, how do we still like Elle, you know, like she murdered like 30, 40 people. Like, how do we justify that? Yes. Um, and it's like, oh, her circumstances. Anyway, I'm glad that we don't have to justify that because she didn't in fact do that. But anyhow, yeah. I was going for a while there. I really did like the season. I thought the first two, like first two, three episodes were a little tough because they're so I know Uh, I was like oh this is like a little bit scary I do like um the new characters they introduced too. like Eddie he's fun okay I what I don't like though I like Eddie I do not like this whole Nancy and what's it Steve are now a thing again I know I feel like they're like making that happen again but I love Steve like Steve's character development has been like the best of the whole show that I just feel like he ended up being a way better person than he started out. And I'm like, I could kind of see them being together. No, I, I feel like, she, but I feel like she and Jonathan like trauma bonded, mm. but now they're like separate and they're like both a little bit too intense. Like, I feel like they both need like a counterbalance. They're Maybe. like too similar. Okay. Okay. I see what you're I'm like, I'm like on the Nancy Steve train again. Like I was <gasps> on the Nancy Jonathan wow. train, but now I'm on the Nancy Steve train. Cause I just love Steve. <laughs> I love Steve, too. I want to make that clear. Steve is a wonderful <gasps> character. We love his development. We do. But I'm just like, okay, that whole scene when they were in, like, the Upside Down, I was like, why is this so sexual? <laughs> I was like, Jack, they're making this so sexual. Like, the tension. I can't. <sighs> I guess I'm just, like, sad because I'm like, Jonathan didn't do anything wrong. So I'm like, no. let's not like cheat on Jonathan here. Like, no, no, no. no. And she guy. hasn't. She hasn't. She but has I also feel has. like she was saying like Jonathan chose not to come yeah, visit he wants to or do whatever. Else. Yeah. He's like, like he trying to do to his own thing. Exactly. Yeah. He's like figuring out his path. But, you know, you can console yourself with in real life. They are still very much together. 
her and the actor right, Clayton. That's true. Well, that's the thing. I'm not even time. so in love with their love story. I'm just like, yeah. I, shows always do this. Like, I really like off. that. Not to keep bringing it back to Steve, but um, I really like that he hasn't snitched on Robin at all. Oh, about you know her what being I mean? Gay. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. she confided that in him, and like you know, Nancy like said something about like, oh, how she thought that they were together, and he was just like, oh, we're not, just for like reasons or whatever, but like didn't say why it was like. You right. know what I mean? I was like, I respect that, Steve. And I just love I that also, he's like constantly yeah. the babysitter. Love that I love that. Him. I also <laughs> love him and Robin's like very much platonic, platonic with a capital P as they say, <laughs> yeah. friendship. Yeah. I love that for them. I love that they're just good friends. I do too. I think it's I, I, But I will say though, the, the most unrealistic part of this whole show, even all the monsters, is that like Steve can't get a girlfriend. I'm like, there's no way that Steve Harrington is just like out here struggling to get a date. Yeah, like this is ridiculous. He's a very nice man. He's also an attractive man. Like maybe if he got a better haircut, it would be easier. Anyhow, but it's the yeah. 80s. Um, yeah. no, I yeah, I really like this season. I keep forgetting about the whole Hopper thing in Russia. I, I know. I feel like well, the thing about this season, and I can see why they built like broke it into two parts, is that all the different they're very divided into factions right now. At, yeah. In like the first part, it's like Hopper and Joyce and Murray are just like off on their own thing doing something totally random and then yeah. like Elle is on her own totally random journey and then like Mike and Will and Jonathan and their new friend and then like the rest of the crew like they're all d- doing totally different things and I think that happens in almost every season of Stranger Things they're kind of like off doing their own thing but then they always come together to like tell tell each other what they've all learned and like totally. fight whatever it is together but I feel like in this case they just had so much they wanted to cram in they were like oh we have to make a part two and I feel like that part's gonna happen when it comes back in July I agree also I like that they're redoing like Will and um oh my god I'm, I'm thinking of his name in real life Mike Not his Mike they came from like Finn that's <laughs> I like that Will and Mike are like redeveloping their friendship I yeah that's great mm-hmm. um because there was kind of like the whole, oh, it's been like broken up because of uh, like a girl, you know? And so yeah. like now he's not as focused on their friendship. So I like that they're kind of redeveloping that. But I'm very excited for part two. I'm glad that we don't have to wait that long. You Me know, too. Just like a month. Thank goodness. Yeah, I, I knew that they were saying it was coming back in July, but I didn't know when. And then it said July 1st. And I was like, oh, I'm very glad it's the beginning of the month, not the end. Yeah, totally. So I'm really liking it. Big fan of the show. Um, I feel like I said that though. I'm like a critic. <laughs> <laughs> like we endorse Stranger Things <laughs> on this sisterly podcast. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that I got to just like sit down and watch it all quickly because I feel like the show has so much going on that if you take too much time in between, like forget. Yeah, you happening. can forget what's happening. I was glad they did the recap at the beginning because I was like, Mike, oh my gosh, what happened last season? I always yeah. forget. Agreed. Okay, moving on from Stranger Things. Before we get into a topic, Rebecca and I were having a conversation before we started recording, and we just like need the opinion of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna feel it's so unrelated random. to what we're talking about and what our episode is for today. It was just randomly what we were discussing. Yeah, randomly what we were discussing, and so we need everyone's opinion. I'm like trying to think of how to like broach because it's like a specific scenario. So Rebecca and I were talking about when like your if you have like a sibling or close family member like if they have a child like what is the proper etiquette of like going to visit them and the new baby yeah yeah like do you show up 
at the hospital? And if so, do you show up like the day the child is born or like later that night? Or do you show up like a day or two after? Or do you wait and and like show up at their home once they're home from the hospital? Because Rebecca and I were saying, so we think we might have like a jaded view on this because when we were little, our brothers were born and we went to the hospital like the day, day they of. were born. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we went to like see them. And I was talking to Rebecca and I was like, I've always had the understanding that, like, if I give birth one day, like, you know, if it's Jack and I having children, it's like, Jack will be there. And then I was like, if anyone else was going to be there, like, you would be there. I was, like, thinking, like, in the room. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, while I'm giving birth. I'm like, apparently that's not normal. And then I was like, if you weren't even there, I was like, I would expect that you would be there, like, I don't know, like, two hours after I had this baby to, like, come visit it. Like, is that not normal right. like sister protocol <laughs> sibling protocol I know I mean I obviously like it depends like where you live geographically so it's like if we were across the country like obviously I would need to have either like pre-planned to be there early yeah. in case it happened or to like arrive on a certain date or it would have to be just like a, okay well as soon as you go into labor I like drop everything and then get there as soon as I get there and then come see you immediately <laughs> Right. I just feel like I might have an opinion that's completely different from everyone else's opinion. <laughs> like, or like we have an opinion that's very different because I asked Jack about this and he's like, no, I don't think that's normal. <laughs> he's like, I think it's like not normal that you expect your sister to be like in the room when you're delivering a baby. I was like, oh, okay. And then he's like, I also don't think that it's just like assumed that you would be there immediately after she gave birth. And right. I was like, oh, Okay, that's like what I thought was normal. So I just like need other people's opinions on this. Right. If your like sibling was giving birth, when is the appropriate time to visit? Or are you there while it's happening? Yeah. And I guess also we were saying like this is kind of might be different between like sisters and brothers. Like Rebecca right. and I were saying we might would be more not like sister specific or want our brothers to be in the room when we're giving birth to children. Yeah. Um, I they can would come expect day, though, next day. That's what I was gonna say. I would expect though that if they lived in the area, they would be there like very soon after, right? To visit the baby. But is that not normal? Like normally, do siblings wait until you're like back home? I don't know. To Listeners, see tell us. Yeah, like someone that's normal. Chime in here because I was saying to Rebecca, what I find so crazy is not that there are differing opinions on this subject, but that in my mind, I it had never occurred to me that anyone would disagree with the fact that you would like be there immediately. Like, I don't know. I'm not like, it's just like crazy to me that I never thought that there was something else. I don't know. Just like, to me, there was like one way to do it. And this yeah. was it. So anywho... Please let us know. DM us. If you have our numbers, text us. Send a telegram. Like, hit us up. Send a carrier pigeon with your... We can create a poll on our Instagram after this goes live. Get people's thoughts. Yeah. It's very important to us. Thank you. (laughs) (sighs) Well, I suppose we can get to our actual topic today. Yeah. Okay. So today we're going to talk about roommates. And yeah, just like a, it feels like kind of a random topic, but Rebecca and I 
We just feel like there's a lot to to discuss there. Yeah, there is a lot to discuss. We we do want to at some point do an episode specifically on like living with your significant other because those are Rebecca and I's current roommates are Mm -hmm. our significant others. But I was like, before we even get to that, we have to like take it a step back. General experience with roommates, and I feel like not everyone, but most people at some point in their life like experience having a roommate. So I feel like it's a pretty relatable and like universal experience um and like uh, for olivia and i olivia was my first roommate yeah i mean like if you have siblings that's i mean i guess you could say your parents are your first roommates too but like really your siblings are like your first yeah roommate if you have them and i have a take that i feel like if you do have siblings they might better prepare you for being a roommate just because you have to be so used to sharing your space and people encroaching in your space and like doing things that are maybe uh, annoying that you just like get used to it and are better able to adapt or keep things to yourself because you're like, oh, I know that it's annoying when my stuff is in their space or whatever. I do have to say this too. You and I had unique experiences in which there were times where we shared rooms and Mm -hmm. we also always shared a bathroom. And I think some siblings don't have to do that. Like some siblings have always have had separate rooms and also have separate bathrooms. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that can also change how you are prepared to be a roommate in the future. Like I think we had to become a little bit more mindful of like when we were sharing an actual room and we didn't always share a room, but there were times when we did. And also sharing a bathroom. I feel like we had to Mm -hmm. learn how to like respect that space but um, I also would like to think that I have prepared our brothers very well for sharing a bathroom, especially with a woman one day, because I had to share a bathroom with our brothers. And let me tell you, the amount of times I yelled at them for the state of our bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I feel times. like they've gotten better over the years. So I feel like it did rub off. I agree. I also think that they humbled me a little bit when it came to my hair, um, because mm. I take my hair out in the shower. Like, I feel like other girls will relate to this. When I'm in the shower, I comb through my hair and the hair that falls out, I put on the wall of the shower. Yep. And what I do now is I, at the end of my shower, I take all the hair off of the wall and I put it in the trash. Yep. Same. When I was growing up though, like I just left it there. <laughs> Which now feels like... Defeats the whole purpose because it dries and then falls and then clogs the drain, which is like right. what you're trying to avoid. Right. But like, it took me until I was older. My brothers were like, this is disgusting. Like, get your hair <laughs> off the shower wall. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I'm still like, it's 50-50 though. Like, sometimes I still forget about it. But I know that I'm supposed to take it off. I did have one roommate who would be like, would come out of the bathroom and be like, hey, can you take your hair off the shower wall and I'd be like yeah sorry about that was a very fair request so besides the two of us being roommates and then also sharing space with brothers we also had roommates in college and then in life after college as well and as we both said we now live with our significant others so there Mm -hmm. we still have roommates um and so there's like lots of different phases in your life where, where you can have them um we asked some of our listeners for their roommate pet peeves and we have some of our own as well that we thought would be fun and interesting uh to share I feel like the general overarching most common pet peeve I saw in our responses was just people who are 
dirty. People who like yeah. don't clean up their messes and leave their messes in communal spaces. For me in particular, the one that bothers me the most is dishes in the sink or using dishes like that are common to everyone and not washing them. So say there's only like a few pans in the house and then it's like you use them and then you just leave them dirty in the sink and then it's like somebody else needs to use it and now they have to wash your dish because they need to use it. That bothers me. Totally. I think one of the biggest things I have learned as a a roommate is like what's different about when you live at home or when your roommate is like your significant other. If you're like with a friend or with a random roommate, like what you do not have on your side is like love (laughs) to mask the irritation of the things that you do as a roommate, right? right? Like when you are a child living in your parents' home, I mean, of course they get on you, but like at the end of the day, they love you. They also like most parents like can't kick you out right like they're stuck yeah. with you or like when you're with a significant other you're like well I really love this person so even though this is like super irritating I will like get over it yeah when you live with a rando or just a friend like they don't, they don't have to get owe over you it. anything yeah. they don't owe you anything like they can find all of that incredibly irritating and I feel yeah. like that's something we forget like I feel like sometimes the most frustrated I've ever been at a friend is like when I live with them and there's something that I can't like escape because we live together. Mm-hmm. And so that like can tarnish your friendship a little bit. Um, but I think it's interesting because there's also different types of like roommates. So you can have like random roommates and then yeah. you can also have roommates that you maybe were friends with before or like were acquaintances with before. And mm-hmm. we, we asked you all on our Instagram like if you had lived with a random roommate before and like 80% of you said that you had lived with a random roommate um Mm -hmm. and that can happen in a lot of situations one if you go to college most of the time you're matched with a random roommate or even out of if you don't go to college if you just move to a new city I know a lot of people who have that living with strangers Mm -hmm. um and then when we asked if people would recommend living with a random person or if it was a positive experience yeah like, most it worked people out well. said yes and I think like it's really like a shot in the dark <laughs> yeah. if your random roommate ends up being a good random roommate or not but I think like I feel like it really goes like well maybe not one of two ways but I, I feel like it, you can leave the experience being like oh that was a good experience or you're like that was a nightmare <laughs> yeah and exactly. I've had I don't know if I would say I've ever had a roommate that was so horrible but I've definitely had like roommates that I'm like, I would 100% live with them again. And roommates where I'm like, better not. Yeah, better not. Yeah, I feel like I've had experiences where with multiple or with random roommates multiple times. And I've had it go like the whole spectrum. I've had like a random roommate who then like became a best friend and it like uh-huh. worked out swimmingly. And then I've had a random roommate where it started out okay and like devolved into like nightmare territory. And then I've also had some random roommates where it was like perfectly pleasant and fine for when we lived together. And then it also just ended up kind of being like, Oh, we're not really in touch now, but like our experience was overall fine. Um, Yeah. So I feel like I've had it all. Totally. I actually think one of the best roommates I ever had was my random roommate, my freshman year of college. And I think that that just ended up being like, luck honestly but here's also the thing too we never ended up being like best friends like we were friends and like friendly and I liked her a lot as a person 
I thought she was like a great person, but we never really like hung out a ton. We never ended up in the same friend groups. Like we did things very separately, but like living situation wise, I actually thought it was pretty good. Like we normally didn't like lock each other out. Or I think there was maybe like one or two times that that happened where we were like locked out of the room or like she kept her side pretty clean Mm -hmm. I remember like one time I got annoyed because she had like a bunch of people over and they like got stuff on my bed but like that happened one time like for a freshman I thought that that was a pretty good living experience and then the next year we actually didn't live together because we lived with friends and we both said to each other like we should have just lived together like another (laughs) year because we like no we you think in college like oh I want to live with my best friend or a really good friend like this is gonna be so much fun we're gonna do all this stuff together and it's like actually like no sometimes your friends that you live with it's like no you kind of probably would have been better friends with them if you hadn't lived with them and that doesn't yeah, always some happen, friends but I feel like are good friends but they're just like not good roommates and it's like better yeah. to have the separation sometimes or you end up not being the good friend like the good roommate, yeah and then you lose that friend <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. like it sometimes it's worth like really questioning like who am I going to live with the best? Um, Because that second year I lived with a girl who we were really good friends at the time. Um, We're like not, not friends now. We're, we're, here's the thing. I would say we're like not friends now, but not because of like anything bad. We're just like not really friends anymore, which happens with time. Like sometimes you're just not friends, but she was the messiest person I've ever seen in my entire life. Like a true slob. And I say that with affection for her being a good person. I just, it was so bad. And yeah. I I do just say though, like, I think one of my better traits as a roommate is like, not a lot of things bug me if right, I'm your like, roommate. Go with the flow. I'm pretty okay with whatever, but like, it was so messy. I remember I told her, I was like, okay, if your stuff encroaches on my side, I just want you to know I'm pushing it all under your bed. And there'd be times I would literally like take my foot like down the middle of our room and just shove all of her stuff to her side because it literally would be like all over the floor, like everywhere. Like it wasn't like her clothes were all over under her bed. They were everywhere. Like there was trash everywhere. She would just leave things. Like I would just shove it all over. Well, that's the thing too. It's like when you're in college in like a situation like that, your living space is like one room together. It's not even like, oh, you have a whole apartment and their stuff is like a mess in their room and then maybe there's some stuff in the common space, but it's like there is only the one room and it's like you also need to study in there. You need to do all your stuff in there. So if it's like that cluttered and dirty, it can really like impact just like every day for you because you're like living in there and maybe studying in there and that's like very chaotic. Totally. So I was just like, my space is going to be clean and yours is going to be a nightmare and that's fine. And like, I honestly was okay with that. It didn't really bug me. The only yeah. thing that did bug me, like, sometimes there was, like, trash, and that bugged me. Yeah, um, things are, like, literally dirty. Yeah, or I remember, like, when we moved out, she, like, left a bunch of stuff, and I was like, great, what am I supposed to do with this now? Um, which is why you never want to be the last roommate. Anyone who's been the last roommate will tell yeah, you it's you a know. nightmare. You're left with all the stuff to deal with. and You always want to be the first roommate out. That's so <laughs> true. Um, but so I have had that situation. I've also had a situation where I have lived with like six other people because that's also very different. There's like you one-on-one with another person. 
-hmm. And then there's you with a group of people. And I think when you're one-on-one with someone, like, I think it's easier to, like, fix problems in a roommate situation that way because you can have a conversation. It becomes very challenging to fix problems in a group of like several people living in a house together. Yeah. And I also because think, like some people will like break off and then like totally. maybe some people have a problem with like one person's behavior and it can become like a little bit toxic if like everyone is like upset but they like either don't say anything or it feels like one group is against somebody else or yeah, it can just get like way messier than I feel like just confronting one person. It can get very clicky. Sure. Yeah. And this is why, this is what I think like living in a group situation it actually might be better to go into it like not knowing everyone in the group yeah maybe that's a hot take but I just think sometimes it's hard when you go into a group of like oh I'm friends with every single person here we're all best friends because then it's like oh things start to like fall apart a little bit <laughs> you know yeah. when you're like yeah. six besties or like in a house and you're like right Ooh, things start to become challenging I also think too like when you're in a group like that, like one person stops doing their chore and you're like, well, I'm going to stop doing my chore because they stop doing their <laughs> chore. And then another person's effect. like, great, I'm not going to do my chore because Olivia and this person are doing their chores. So it, it can be- It devolves into chaos. It can devolve into chaos. But I also think there are certain times in your life when you can handle that kind of chaos. Yeah. And it's like when you're 20. Yeah, exactly. Not <laughs> because now, but- if I was doing that right now, it would be a nightmare. Yeah. It would be a nightmare. So some other feedback or uh, responses that we got are if you have a roommate who doesn't do their share of the chores, if you have a roommate who doesn't pay their part of the bill on time. Yeah, that um, one's crazy. Yeah. If you and so stressful because there's one so thing stressful. about someone being like, "Yeah, I'm not vacuuming." You're like, "This is gross." But like you could feasibly fix that problem even if right. it's annoying you to no end. You could fix it, but if someone's like not paying their half of the rent, like yeah, that is so stressful. That's so stressful because you might not be able to fix that. Yeah. Some other responses we got are continuously ignoring morning alarms. That is very annoying because that wakes everyone else up. <laughs> yeah, that's so rough. Um, one is uh, putting sneakers under a shared sink so that they would trip over them every morning. That's so um, wild. Yeah. Slamming doors. That was a big one when I was in college and I lived in a house with a bunch of girls because yeah. pe- people always have like different schedules and people would slam the front door on the way out and it would like shake the house. So the people on the top floor would like wake up because the whole house would move. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's tough. It's very tough if you have roommates with like vastly different sleep and like activity schedules than you. Um, it's easier, obviously, if everyone at least has their own room, but like that can be so complicated if someone's like a super night owl and then somebody else is like a 6 a.m. wake up type person. Um, one of my biggest roommate pet peeves was like, it was like a pretty specific situation, I guess, but I, I once had a roommate who, um, had a boyfriend and he would be over all the time, which like is common, especially in your like early 20s or whatever. It's like you get used to like people's like significant others just like being around. But he was around constantly. And he would also hang out even when my roommate, his girlfriend, was not there. Like he would just like, yeah, like go home. Be there. Exactly. I'd be like, what why are you, are you here? here? Like you have your own apartment. Like go there. 
why are you here? And he would just hang out. And I think he hung out there because where our apartment was located was like a nice area. And he like lived kind of like in an, a, an area where there was less to do. And so I think he would just like hang out in He's ours. Like, and I was like, yeah, better. but you're not paying rent here. Are you, sir? Like you're just yeah, yeah. living in my like 600 square foot apartment and <laughs> taking up space. And the worst part was he would hang out constantly and then he would sit in our living room. And we had like one. It was a tight. The tight. If you could even call it a living room. Yeah. You can't. That, you really that can't. That isn't even a living room. That's a stretch. <laughs> but he would sit in our living room on our one tiny, tiny, tiny couch like in his boxers. Oh, in his gross. boxers. In his boxers? He would just hang out there like shirtless in his boxers. Oh, my God. Put clothes on. Who And like who the you? girlfriend wouldn't even be there. And I'd be like, um, hey, like I'm trying oh to like God. live in my apartment that is incredibly overpriced that I am paying for. And you are here. No girlfriend in sight in your boxers on my couch. Like, oh, my God. I'm can like, you go elsewhere? That's insane. Uh, That's yeah. so crazy. Yes, I have to say, I've had like, I've had so, my, I've had a lot of roommates. I feel like, and they've all been so wildly different. I would like to think, though, I'm still on like good terms with all, all of them, especially the people I lived like in the same room with. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did have one roommate who it was tough because like, if she wanted to go to sleep, all the lights had to be off. Like I couldn't be in there. And this was when we lived in dorms, so that was tough, too. Like, if I needed to keep studying, like, I couldn't be there, which makes a lot of sense. Like, you're allowed to have those boundaries, but that was tough. And then I also, then after her, I had a roommate who was like, no, you can, when I'm asleep, you can turn the lights on. You can be loud. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna wake up for anything. And that was <laughs> yeah. nice, honestly, because she would go to bed really early, too. So it was nice that she didn't mind if I was in there, like, afterwards, and I was the same way too. I'm a heavy sleeper. So I was like, yeah, you can like walk around, you can have a light on, like it's not really going to bug me. Uh, yeah. Because it is really tough not only when you have a roommate like in an apartment, but like in your sleeping room, you are sharing yeah, exactly. a room. And I did that for four years in college. It was a lot of togetherness. Yeah, you did that way longer than I did. Yeah. And then when I, when I left college, I was like, okay, never again. Not that my experiences were so bad. It's just like, it's, it's just nice to have your like one like even if you have roommates in an apartment it's nice to have one space that is just your room where you can collect your thoughts and have your things however you want them and totally not I know worry I about had it issues with one roommate sometimes because she would get offended that I would come home and I would just like beeline for my room like I would mm. just go straight to my room so I could have some like wind down time like I would come home in college and I wouldn't want to necessarily like chit chat when I would walk through the door, I was like, I would just head class or like, I've just been out with other people. Like I kind of want to just go to my room and like decompress a little bit. Yeah. And I think that offended her, um, which I like tried to explain my style to her, but I think it was just like different from hers. But I was like, listen, the last thing I want to do when I walk into my house is have small talk. Cause we also weren't like super, super close at the time, you know? So I was like, I don't want to talk to you about the weather. You know, <laughs> I want to go to my room <laughs> and sit inside. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess now, now that we've listed some some peeves that we have uh, with others or that others have uh, given to us, what do we think kind of roommates we are and what are our toxic roommate yeah, traits? We got to talk about it because Rebecca and I are not sitting here being like, we're the best roommates yeah. to ever live. Like, no, 
We all have toxic Everyone traits. has their thing. Yeah. I, I do have to say, for my pros, and I would be curious to think, like, what my former roommates think about this. They're like, mm-hmm. these are not pros. This wasn't <laughs> true. I think I am a pretty chill roommate, like, overall. I don't yeah. think I have a lot of, like, rules, you know, like, when people live with me. I never cared if people had like their friends over, their boyfriends over, like it never really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I can't think of like a lot of things that like really bugged me. I feel like I had like specific things, like people think like forgetting that those were their dishes in the sink or being yeah. like, oh no, that's not mine. And I'm like, no, 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 that's <laughs> yours. But so I think I was a pretty chill roommate. So I think yeah. that was my pro. Mm-hmm. I think for my cons, there are definitely cons, like, to having me as a roommate. One, I've gotten this feedback from several uh, roommates. I, like, forget about boxes. Like, I will create a cardboard pile like you've never seen. Like, I don't want to take out the boxes to the recycling. Um, I hate it. I'll just leave them there by the door. And, like, I'll even – in my current apartment, it kind of, like, I feel like makes a little bit more sense because you don't walk by the recycling. So it's, like – more of an effort to take the recycling out in my other apartments it was so easy it was so easy to carry the box down and put it in the recycling on my way out the door and I just wouldn't like not and most of the time it wasn't even an active choice I would genuinely forget about it until I walked back in and I'm still like that I'm just kind of forgetful so same with the trash like forgetful about that um I'll like let the trash go for too long like not like the a stinky kitchen trash like the bathroom trash it's just like kind of need it needs to be taken out. I keep shoving things in there. Yeah, I do um, too. I feel like those are my main ones. It's like my toxic trait as a roommate. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of forgetful. Yeah, I feel like for me, I asked Mike too. I was like, "What are some things I do that are annoying?" And for the first one, I I already knew it for myself. I leave half drank water glasses all over the apartment. I like get ambitious, pour myself like a full glass of water and then I'll leave it somewhere like either on my nightstand or by my desk or at the counter or whatever. And then I like leave it and then I forget about it. And then I'm like, oh, well that water is like stale now. And I'll go get myself a new glass and like bring it to a different room. But I just leave the old glass there. So there's just, there's just water glasses, half drank everywhere. And then, like, I'll usually, like, at at night or in the morning or something, do, like, a sweep and, like, just collect them all and then, like, put them in the dishwasher or whatever. But for a large part of the day, they're just kind of out everywhere. And I remember there was, like, a summer where I lived at home, like, after college or law school or something. And my dad hated it so much that I would, like, leave water glasses everywhere. And his instinct at first was just to, like, immediately, like, as soon as I abandoned a glass, he would just, like, take it, dump it out, and, like, put it in the Mm -hmm. dishwasher. And then I'd be like, no, Dad, like, I was coming back for that. Like, I was going to drink that or whatever. And he was like, no, you weren't. And then one day, he, like, drew out on, like, sticky notes a trail of, like, bugs, like, away from my glass. And he was like, look, these are all the amoebas, like, coming to your glass that you just leave out everywhere. And I was like, my bad. I think he's also, I I remember this, he's also, like, because I do this at home, too. And so does, like, our whole family. He would, like, he took all of the glasses and, like, lined them all up. It was like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Right. <laughs> it was like there's like 16 glasses out in the house yeah like, like I recognize crazy. I am an issue but 
Um, See, what yeah, so I do cool. now is I just have one cup and I just constantly refill that cup. Yeah, that's like, what I should do. Out. That would make more sense. In, instead, if you literally were to look at my nightstand right now, there are two glasses there. So <laughs> they're both full of half half a glass of water. <laughs> um let's see other other traits um i'm always cold so i always want the temperature to be warmer than probably an average person might want it to be because Mm -hmm. i just want to be toasty um like olivia said earlier i also have a lot of hair and it is everywhere just yeah your hair is sheds um so in the shower i do the you know stick to the wall and then throw it out strategy which works pretty well enough for your hair no, it doesn't. It works pretty well for the shower in that, like, I actually remember to, like, collect it and dispose of it. But it doesn't do great for just, like, the rest of my life where, like, I'll just shed hair everywhere anyway. And luckily in my current apartment, my floor is dark enough that you can't really tell. But I've been in yeah. some apartments where it's, like, it's very evident that my hair is just, like, everywhere. And I was not always the best at, like, going around and, like, sweeping and collecting it all. Yeah, you're going to so. need to have dark floors for the rest of your life. Yeah, I really, I really will. Um, another toxic trait of mine is similar to your box issue. Um, I will just like overfill our recycling container. I'll just like keep putting things in there, but like it will never occur to me to actually go take it out. I'll just like mm-hmm. let it turn into a massive pile and then hope that eventually Mike will take it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does. <laughs> so it works out. And so I don't learn. The toxic um, tricks treats stay when we're like enabled you know yeah exactly exactly I'm I'm yeah he's enabling me um although today I very intentionally after we talked about it took took the bin out so I was like look look at me I'm taking it out I'm a star standing (laughs) ovation please and thank you yeah but I'll do the same with like the bathroom trash I'll just keep stuff and stuff in there until it's like it needed to be taken out like days prior but Mm -hmm. it's, it's still there I think those are my main ones there was one I forgot that Jack did mention I will take like a plate and like put it next oh, to the dishwasher yeah. and not in the dishwasher. Yeah. And here's the thing. I in my head, I feel like this has come up especially because we work from home so often. In my head, like I collect so many plates throughout the day. I have a lot of I have a lot of meals, a lot of snickety <laughs> snacks. And so I just like to like collect them all and like put them by the dishwasher and then at the end of the day put them all in the dishwasher, but it kind of drives Jack insane. And yeah. so I'll even say that like, too. I'm like, Jack, by the way, I left my plates above the dishwasher. I'm going to go back later and I'm going to put them in the dishwasher. And he's like, okay. And then I come over later and he's like, put them in the dishwasher. <laughs> it just like drives him crazy. Um, yeah. So that's my other toxic trait is I'm like, I'm going to do it later. And then but like later doesn't work for everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in my mind, it works for me. So I don't understand uh-huh. why it doesn't work for you. Yeah, totally. Another thing, Rebecca, and I wanted to talk about was our toxic traits as roommates when we were kids growing up. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a lot of them we've grown out of, but they yeah. were things we did when we were younger. When we were kids that I just think are hysterical. I would say Rebecca actually reminded me of this one. Like her number one toxic trait when we were growing up yeah. was that she would leave like half-eaten plates of food in her room. Yeah, and I would eat my room a lot. Downstairs. She ate in her room a lot. She was working hard. She had to study a lot. Um, but she would just like leave the food like in her room on a plate for like yeah, it was gross. one to two days. Yeah. It was not it the was... best. I don't know what I was doing, but I was just like, I don't know, so stressed. I remember just it was like so always focused. Chinese food. Yeah, it was. I know. When I think of it in my mind, when I was imagining it, when Chinese we were discussing food, it yeah. earlier, it was a plate of Chinese food. Yeah. So I don't know why, but it, it's, it was pretty much always Chinese food. <laughs> 
Because we did like eat meals together as a family when we were growing up, but there would be nights where maybe it was just like when we would get takeout. Yeah, maybe that I'd just be like, I'm eating in my room. Yeah, I definitely did that. I also feel like I can't remember if it was you or me or both of us, but I feel like in, in regards to our shared bathroom, we would like let the toothpaste cap get like all gross. Oh my god, just so like covered gross. in yes. toothpaste. And also we would like spit into the sink and like not rinse the sink. It would just be like covered in like totally. the remnants of like toothpaste, which is nasty. Those are no, things I, I did that. as a child that I don't do that anymore. Yeah, we have grown out of that. We have learned and progressed, but we yeah. definitely did that. I feel like I yeah. just got better about that as soon as I had someone I shared a sink with. Yeah. Also, actually, I think as soon as I became solely responsible for cleaning my own sink, I was like, oh, I don't want to clean this up. Yeah, you're like, like, oh, this is gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But not that we did sometimes have to clean our bathrooms growing up, but not like always. It wasn't consistently that we always had to clean our own bathrooms. So I think sometimes I was just like, (laughs) no. Yeah, we were trying to think of like what your toxic traits were as a child. And I feel like you would just like always come into my room like you would just like yeah, I would never leave you alone. not leave me alone but I feel like that's more of just like a sister thing versus like a roommate thing but you would just like constantly come in and I'd be like trying to do all my homework and you'd just be like you would just like talk to me and I'd be like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I can't chat right now I, I remember I used to say to you I'd be like you can sit here but we cannot speak I was like I have to do work and you can just sit there and you can watch me do it or do your own thing but we can't chat right now but I always would yeah that but you would always start that was chatting my toxic anyway. trait. I would chat anyway <laughs> Even when I pinky swore. I also think another toxic trait as a roommate that, like, I would always lose things. Yeah. And then you'd need to help finding it. And yeah. it would be, like, a whole thing. Yeah. I feel like a specific one for you that was just specific to being, like, growing up as kids is that you were always, like, late to get ready in yeah. the mornings. Oh, yeah. For the school bus. For the school bus. So I would, like, it was kind of interesting because my toxic trait is that I wouldn't wake up. Like, yeah. No one could wake me up. I feel like any roommate I have knows this about me. Like, I'm so You're hard to wake up. such a heavy sleeper, yeah. Such a heavy sleeper. It's not even that I'm, like, that rude in the mornings. I'm just, it's so hard to pull me out of my sleep. <laughs> yeah. And then, so finally I would get up, but it would take you longer to get ready than it would take yeah. me to get ready, even though I had less time. You, you would straighten your hair, and you'd, like, the thickest hair, so it would take you Yeah, so I would, like, flat iron it to death, it. and, yeah. And so I would have to, like, hold the bus for you, Good times. What a time. <laughs> I look back on all that fondly. I feel like also when I was growing up, like, I was just very messy. I would still want to Rebecca's clothes. Yeah. You weren't saying, like dirty though, but you would just like leave your stuff all over the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I would say still to this day, like I'm not a dirty person, but I can be a little messy. Like I can just leave things in places for way too long and forget to put them back where they belong. You know? Mm-hmm forget to put things like back in their drawer or like like we'll have things on the drying rack that I just like I need to like take the ladder out to put them away and I just leave it there for way too long yeah but if there's like a mess I will clean that up you know yeah like I'll vacuum I'm not gonna have like a disgusting floor but will I leave my hairbrush on the bed for far too long because I forget to put it back in the bathroom 100% (laughs) All right. So our last thing in the in the realm of roommates was we asked listeners about their craziest roommate encounters or stories, and we have some of our own too. And I I feel like in general I've been lucky with like a lot of good roommates, and I've even had some random roommates that like worked out 
very, very well. Um, but have also had some where it did not work out so hot. And um, one of them, there was just uh, too many things to count about things that she did that were bizarre. But one of the most bizarre situations I ever had with her was um, I lived with her and two other people. And I woke up one morning to one of my roommates knocking on my door saying that she thought that we had been vandalized. Like she thought someone had broken into our apartment and like either taken things or just messed things up. And I was like, what? And I came out to like our common area and I looked around and I realized what had happened was that one of our roommates had turned everything in our apartment upside down. And it was April 1st. And I was like, oh, she is pulling an April Fool's prank on us, which if we had all been like very close friends would have been like, oh, okay. She's like pulling a prank on us. And that would have been funny. And she would have probably like come out and been like, ha ha. And then we would have all like straightened it all together or whatever. But that was not the dynamic of this You guys like weren't speaking at that point. Yeah, we literally did not speak. And so it was a very strange choice for her to do this prank, which also must have taken her so much time because she like turned over all of our furniture. She turned over every item in our refrigerator. Like she literally had to like tape the milk shut to flip it over. She turned over everything in our bathroom, like all the shampoo bottles, just literally everything. And it was so elaborate, but it was just such a weird thing to do to people that you're not friendly with. Mm -hmm. And then it was also like she did it. And so we had to like spend the day like writing everything. And then she didn't come back all day. So like she never saw us to talk about it. She never like was like, oh, haha, wasn't that funny? I did that. She didn't help clean it up. She just like turned everything upside down and then was nowhere to be found for the next 24 hours and then came back and never said a thing about it was very bizarre it's just so bizarre yeah it's like kind of no harm but also right like it's fine but it was also just what like so strange and then I don't really have any crazy roommate stories to be honest I feel like all of my roommates have been like very normal people like of course we had like tips or there was like things that annoyed me or I annoyed them but nothing ever like super crazy weird from from a roommate which I, I guess good. it's very nice for me um, yeah. <laughs> lucky me but then we you all sent in some stories which we love to hear so we got one response that from a listener who said basically she had a roommate that they never got along at all for a, like a variety of reasons and then one day locked her out of the house after a year plus of like never locking the door to their house just one day like locked it and she just couldn't get in oh which was kind of bizarre like after a night out and it was like the middle of the night and she called her multiple times and the roommate didn't answer and finally she just started screaming outside of the house to be like i can't get it and finally she let her in which is bizarre Another person said, which this is super weird, said that her freshman year roommate would go through her drawers when she was asleep. That's so weird. Psycho behavior. Yes, snooping is psycho behavior. 
Like we're yeah. all curious, but you can't just go through your roommate stuff, especially if they're there. Like yeah, that's, that's so weird. Like, more psycho behavior. Like yeah, they assume yeah. they're gone. It's like even worse. But yeah, that's crazy to just go through someone's stuff. That also just never occurred to me. Like when I've had yeah. a roommate, it has never occurred to me to be like, oh, let me just like go through their drawers and see what's in there. Yeah, that's very weird. So weird. One of our listeners said that um, she moved into an apartment um, with three random roommates. And after two weeks of living there, one of the roommate's family showed up to take the roommate to rehab. And she was like, I didn't even know that that person was an alcoholic or had like an alcohol problem, but just sort of like out of nowhere, (laughs) an intervention was had. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. And in another story, um, same sort of uh, situation, um, like living with multiple people, um, but two new people came in after this person lived with one of the prior roommates previously. And when she started to become friends with the new roommates, the old roommate had like a crazy psycho moment and told them like that she was her friend and not theirs and like didn't want her to become friends with like the new roommates and got, I guess, kind of like possessive or territorial. So weird. I have seen that in roommate situations. I know. I feel like that happens sometimes. People are like afraid that they'll like somebody else better than them or something. Or I've had situations too. Actually, not for me, but like situations I've seen where people have started as random roommates and then one roommate is like obsessed with becoming friends and becomes like very territorial. Oh, yeah. Whoa. (laughs) Like you're a stranger. Like we don't have to be friends. Right. So that's always very interesting. We got a couple of people's things in college I feel like in college is where you see like the craziest the craziest stuff roommate yeah. stories one of you talked about when your roommate's boyfriend just like moved into your dorm room <laughs> yeah which is pretty crazy just like started living there yeah. and never left yeah that's wild I did have one person this was like a subletter who just like bought a dog when they were living in our house which was just like kind of weird because we definitely weren't allowed to have dogs and then the dog right. also like which wasn't their fault, started, like, pooping in rooms because they weren't, like, house-trained. And that was kind of annoying. I was like, can you... Yeah, well, especially it's, like, if they moved in and they didn't already have the dog and disclosed that, to get it after the fact is, like, a little bit unfair. Yeah. Um, One person said, my sweet mate in college smoked weed in my room on my bed and lied to me about it, which, like, very Mm. college. Yeah, very college. Don't love the dishonesty. This isn't a crazy story, but one thing that one of my roommates used to do is, like, she and another friend of ours would, like, smoke weed and get really high, and they would come back to our room and, like, order food and watch Family Guy, which never bothered me. I didn't care, but it would bother me that they would never ask me if I wanted anything. (laughs) It was like... Yeah, you're like, you're ordering food. Like, I am also here. Yeah, I remember one time they ordered Domino's and got, like, the chocolate lava cakes and, like, didn't get me anything and didn't share. Yeah, that is upsetting. It is kind of a toxic roommate trait if you're, like, ordering food from a place to not, like, survey the group to be like, hey, I'm ordering from here. You have to. It's like delivery charges are no joke, you know? If you're already bringing food to the house, maybe people want to join. Yeah. So that wasn't, like, horrible, but I just – I'm not insensitive. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you're sitting in here. You're both, like, stoned out of your minds, like, laughing your asses off about Family Guy. I'm fine with that. Just, like, share your chocolate lava cake. <laughs> oh, I just thought of this is not like a story, but like a toxic behavior. It's very upsetting if you share a fridge and your roommate finishes something that is clearly yours that you bought or that oh, you like yeah. really love or have been saving. It's like one thing to just like 
obviously people share food and sometimes roommates even obviously share buying groceries. But to finish something that's clearly the other roommates and finish it without asking before you finish it if that's okay Mm -hmm. to do or to not like replace it or make it clear that that thing has been finished can be very disappointing, especially if it's like a yummy dessert or like a treat that you were really looking forward to. You and I are very specific about like sweet treats and people finishing them. I feel like I've made this very clear with anyone I've lived with. I'm like, I'm very open to sharing food. Like you Mm -hmm. are welcome to have some of mine, but if I bought it, I finish it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, or if you want it and you're, you think that maybe I'll be okay with it, like you just have to ask me and I will yeah, tell ask. you if you can finish it or if I'm like, actually, no, I was really saving that for something. Totally. But like, if I bought a box of cookies and you're about to eat the last cookie, like you best be asking me first. <laughs> Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah, because I'll be <laughs> devastated. That's the thing. Like, I won't even be angry. I'll just be so depressed <laughs> that there's no cookies left. That's right. the real issue. Agreed. Um, another one that people, uh, someone wrote in about was that their roommate peed on, on their floor and they said, to be fair, it was college and they were drunk. I do feel like, although that is very upsetting, it's also like the most college thing I've ever heard about people (laughs) peeing on your stuff. I feel like it's more common in men than it is in women. I do remember in college, these two guys that lived in my building, like one of their, their roommate came home drunk and like peed all over their laptop. Oh my god. Which is That's just like unforgivable. Yeah. That's a toughie. But yeah, very common. I do have to say that I have been lucky to never have had a roommate who is like puked on our floor. Yeah. I have come home with a roommate who needed to puke, but I was able to get them into the trash can. Oh my god, I just thought of another crazy roommate story. Same roommate who did uh the April Fruit Fools prank. One time our toilet got clogged. And we were all like, oh, like what happened? Like, all right. And like um, this this girl was like, oh, yeah, like I don't know. Like I, who knows? And like was saying that like, oh, maybe we had like flushed something down there. We're like, I don't think so, whatever. And so then one of our other roommates like starts like plunging it, plunging it, plunging it. And what do we find coming out of the toilet after we like plunge it or whatever? An entire cardboard roll from the inside of like the toilet roll you know like when it's done and there's the cardboard cylinder she had flushed that down the toilet and then was like shocked when it when it clogged it and also did not claim it as her having done it it was wild behavior people are so weird oh another story from that same roommate she was a wild one she was a wild one one time she like came home to like at this point in time we shared like an actual one room together too she came back from i don't know class or something and she clearly like didn't didn't feel well um and she like laid down and i didn't feel well either i feel like i had like a cold or something so i was also home and i was just kind of laying there and then all of a sudden i noticed like her breathing got like very weird and like uneven and i was starting to get like a little concerned like she sounded like not okay and i like went over there and i was like are you okay and i like tapped her a bit and she like she wouldn't wake up and I ended up like shaking her, shaking her. I'm like talking a lot louder. And this is also like, mind you, this is like the middle of the day. And she's like unresponsive. And I was just like, oh, oh my God, like I, I don't know what to do. Like she, like she was breathing, but it still sounded very weird and she would not wake up. I could not wake her up. And I was like shaking her and yelling her name. 
And I like go out into my hallway. Like our RA is nowhere to be found. It's like the middle of the day. So like people are at class, like no one's there. And I didn't know what to do. And she's unresponsive. So I ended up calling 911. And they like had to send in like our like paramedics and whatever. And like they got they get in there and they like take her off her bed and they like sit her in a chair and she's like slumping over to the side. Like she can't sit up. She's not responsive to them either. And they're literally asking her questions as if they worried that she had like taken drugs or something. They literally were like, what have you taken? What have you taken? And I was like, no, she hasn't taken anything. She's just like, she came in here. I don't know what's going on. And they're like asking all these questions and they end up like, they take her to the hospital and she ends up staying in the hospital for a few days. Like, I think she had, I, I don't know, like, um, mono or meningitis. I don't know, like some sort of illness. It was a meningitis because that would have been super stressful. Yeah. It was very contagious. That's true, actually. Yeah, it definitely. Was, <laughs> for some reason, I feel like it began with an M, but maybe it was mono or something. But she just, she had some sort of illness that like literally like knocked her out because she like had to stay in the hospital for like a few days. And that was like, a wild experience but was it even wilder is like so her parents ended up coming to like obviously check on her see how she's doing I would like go to the hospital I like brought her all her stuff her work I checked in on her and she like eventually comes back from the hospital and like her parents come with her to like help bring her stuff or whatever and they were mad at me for having called the paramedics to take her to the hospital and like for the trouble of like having to probably pay for that. But they weren't like, oh, thanks for <laughs> making sure she got to the hospital or anything. Not that I needed their gratitude really, but I wasn't expecting them to be like upset with me, an yeah. 18 year old, like just trying to help their unresponsive daughter. I was like, oh, um, all right then. <laughs> like I just, I did not know what to do with that. Oh, geez. That story reminded me that there have definitely been a couple of things that I have done that have probably led to like some toxic roommate <laughs> behavior, like like from me. Like there were a couple nights in college that I definitely was overserved. <laughs> then, yeah, I mean, I don't think I, I never like threw up everywhere or anything like that. But there was one night where. Um, we had like a school EMT squad and they were called on me because I was too drunk and luckily I was fine. Like didn't have to go to the hospital or anything. So that's great. But then they had to like, they do an hourly check. So they came back after an hour after they had like put me to bed because I was too drunk. And like, as we mentioned prior or previously, a very I am sleeper. a very heavy sleeper. And if I have any alcohol in me, it is like, it is impossible to wake me up. I sleep like the dead I have videos of my friends like not because I was too drunk but just like had had something to drink and they're trying to wake me up and I'm like asleep and they can't wake me up anyway no side um but yeah so they couldn't wait it took them a really long time to wake me up and my it was like two in the morning and my roommate's trying to sleep and then they finally woke me up and I was like not the most gracious to the paramedics (laughs) because I was confused so like if I were my roommate that probably wasn't the best experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably not one of her favorite encounters with you. So yeah, like, bless, bless her and, um, you know, bless 20-year-old me who was in, like a little bit of like a night, that was like a nightmare situation. A little bit. <laughs> so, you know, this is why we're doing this episode because like, we all have a toxic, you know, yeah, none of us are perfect. Us. None we of all us have are our perfect. Moment. We all have to be humbled. 
you know, <laughs> by yeah. our, our experiences. Mm-hmm. But I would like to say that now, I would say I'm like an A-plus roommate. And my boyfriend <laughs> yeah. has to say that because he loves me. <laughs> so. Well, those are our uh, stories about roommates and pet peeves. Um, and we really appreciated everyone providing their two cents on it. It was fun to hear other people's stories or pet peeves and like how similar so many of them are. Um, with that being said, we have one more episode coming uh, the following week. So the week after this, uh, there will be one more episode. And then Olivia and I are going to take a bit of a summer break. Hags. <laughs> from the podcast. Um because we just have such a busy time. We're going to summer we, camp, you guys. We're going to summer busy. camp. <laughs> and we also want to use the time to sort of think about uh, what we want to come and more content for the podcast. So we will be returning. We'll have an episode next week. And then we'll, we will be returning um, after Labor Day. So we'll have a little bit of a summer off. Um, but during that time, we will still be active on our Instagram. Um, so please feel free to reach out to us there. And also please feel free to let us know what things you would like to hear about when we come back. Um, because we love your input and thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next week on another episode of sisterly. Bye.